0: Thanks for listening to The Career Planning Show, hosted by Alex Rashkanu and sponsored by Staples Studio. You can listen to a new episode every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are played. If you'd like to ask a question, please submit it at www.rascanu.com forward slash The Career Planning Show. We record the career planning show in the podcast booth inside the Staples Studio co-working space located in Midtown Toronto, Canada. Staples Studio not only offers a safe space to work with desks, offices, private phone booths and meeting rooms, they are also connected to the Staples Store where they have everything you need under one roof. With locations across Canada, Staples Studio is a community to help you work, learn and grow. To learn about their co-working space locations, pricing and amenities, visit studio.staples.ca and book a virtual tour. John Bowman is an executive and personal development coach specializing in career change and acceleration. He has worked in the public and private sectors, in industries ranging from biotechnology to hospitality, and for companies he built himself from the ground up. Through his coaching practice, John helps people identify priorities, goals, and concrete action plans to move them forward. Learn about John's services at bhg-coaching.com. I found John's story to be intriguing in that he created a chain of coffee shops in Rotterdam, Netherlands, and then a series of other businesses before focusing on executive and personal development coaching. I also enjoyed learning that he found the DISC personal assessment tool to be helpful hear his career journey and his career development insights for yourself. Welcome to the Career Planning Show. My name is Alex Roshkano, and here with us today, we have John Bowman. John, would you mind walking us through your career journey so far? Yeah, uh, thanks for
1: having me, Alex. Um, my career journey has been pretty circuitous, I'd say, journey is a great word. I originally studied biology, at the University of Waterloo. And, uh, from there went on to grad school at university of Toronto, completed a master's in medical genetics. But I realized while I was in grad school that I really wasn't enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't enjoying the day to day work. I wasn't mm-hmm. feeling fulfilled or positive. And so I kind of had a bit of a crisis cause I always wanted to be a biologist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so at that point, I have a bit of a crisis. I don't know what I'm going to do, and I look around. And I did what a lot of people, uh, I think, do, or the choice I made a lot of people make mm. is I went to business school. And uh, I went to business school with the idea that I would learn a lot of new tools and, and a lot of new opportunities would open up for me. And uh, it was fantastic. I went to uh, the university university of uh, the Erasmus University of Rotterdam mm-hmm. to the Rotterdam School of Management. It was a very international class, so a lot of things were really rewarding about that. Um, and from there, I became an entrepreneur. Hmm. I had a small chain of coffee houses in the Netherlands. I returned to Canada, managed a hotel, opened up a, uh, a restaurant, a supplement
0: store, a skate shop, wow. <laughs> all sorts Amazing. of things. Yeah, and then... Um, which one was the most enjoyable experience in terms of, um, you know, the maybe the customer experience that you were able to offer mm. and the joy that you got out of it? Was there one particular business that you ran that was, was the most engaging for, for you? Oh, that's a great question.
1: I mean, they were all very different experiences. I think, I think the coffee houses when I was in the Netherlands were the most... Um, I'm going to say challenging, mm-hmm. and not so much from the the customer perspective. Yeah, um, but it was a sustainable business model, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of opportunity to to speak to speak to to business leaders um, in the Netherlands about that model. Um, Fascinating, yeah. And so, in that sense, it was really rewarding. It was like an amazing uh, learning opportunity, and it was my first business, yeah, on my own. So that's great. Uh, so a lot of you know, challenges and and learning happens during that,
0: and somehow through that entrepreneurial journey, you ended up um, getting closer and closer to health. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost want to go back a moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because this will come back later. It was actually during my business studies that I was introduced to coaching, to formal mm-hmm. coaching. Um, in that in that program, we had a, a professional development module. And uh, coaching was part of that, and and the person who who uh, was the teacher or the instructor for that, her name is Julie Johnson. She's remained somebody that I'm in contact with, mm. and she really sparked this interest in coaching. Yes, and uh, and that kind of is carried through over through the years. Yeah, and as you say, it it I really did move somehow closer and closer to to health and and fitness. Yeah. Um, I think it was it was somewhat inadvertent yeah. at first. It was really like I was always a, a person, at least in my adult life, who went to the gym and who fitness and, and healthy eating was important to. Um, it was when I opened the supplement store that it really sort of focused and, and became something more concrete.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And what happened afterwards?
1: So at one point um, that that supplement store and the restaurant and the skate shop, those were all in Pembroke, so in northern Ontario, somewhat northern Ontario. And uh, there just came a point where I felt like I had been um, away from big city life and and from uh, different kind of communities and just decided to make a change. Yeah. And that's when, when I moved to Toronto. That was almost nine years ago now.
0: Wow. So you let go of all those business initiatives yeah, it must have been difficult to make that decision. How does one go about selling a number of businesses mm. over a relatively short period of time? how how, <laughs> how does that How does that work? Can it work well, especially given the diversification that you had in place? Um,
1: God, I'm not sure if I can answer that <laughs> in a really like simple manner. Uh, they were. A couple different sales involved, yeah. So a couple different buyers, and uh, I think I was lucky that people I knew in the community, uh, you know, who were, were customers or, yeah. or just people that uh, that I knew um, had an interest in those businesses. And That's actually, the, the restaurant was sold to one of our employees.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's a great scenario. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that amazing, right, to be, be working in a business that you actually enjoy working at and then being able to purchase it? Yeah. That's that's <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing about, um,
1: you know, starting and selling small businesses, it's not necessarily a huge windfall or anything. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, um, because
0: you did put money up front and yeah. just trying to... Get the shirt back on your... Uh, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of those decisions weren't necessarily um, financially motivated at yeah. all. They were really just about making a transition to to something else, having a good idea of, of what it was that was important and, and That's what right. I was making that change for.
0: That's right. And you came, you moved to Toronto. Yeah. And what was what was the next step?
1: The next step was there was a bit of a plan, Um to start up a fitness focused business that kind of fell apart. (laughs) And so, um, I ended up by chance working in event security. Yeah. So a total, a total change again. Um, another fascinating industry to work in. You, you're working concerts and festivals and, and you're getting a chance to interact with artists and musicians and, and all sorts of things. And, uh, I was able to, to leverage my experience, my business experience, and actually get into a position where I was hiring. Hmm. So I became the hiring manager for, uh, for a large event security company in the region. Great. And so I spent a few years just hiring people, hiring mm-hmm. people. Uh,
0: what was perhaps a takeaway or a couple of takeaways that you think trying to figure out how to present themselves as they're applying to jobs, as they're trying to craft their career path... Having worked uh, as a recruiter, are there any thoughts that you might be able to share on that? If there's a a terrible or a very positive experience that you had (laughs) as a recruiter, maybe there's something that can be gleaned out of a couple of those experiences?
1: Yeah, I I think there's so many things that go into finding the right career Mm. um, that really, part of it is experimenting. Yeah, um, you know, trying out different things, learning what it is you like as far as as work. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is one thing that I, I talk about a lot is is the work, the actual work you're doing day to day. Is it enjoyable? Mm-hmm. Um, is it intrinsically valuable? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are you getting something out of it, something mm-hmm. other than just income? Yes. Um, are you you being challenged? So if you're being challenged, then you're improving your skills. Are you learning? Mm -hmm. Um, All of those things—they're intrinsically valuable in the sense that by learning and improving your skills, you're giving yourself more opportunities in the future.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And at the same time, it's—it's just more satisfying.
0: That's right. Okay. That's great. And so you were with that event security company in a. Um, hiring manager role, another tool to put into your toolbox as Mm -hmm. you moved on to the journey to become a a coach. Was there another step after that, which then got you even closer to where you're at right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So at one point, I decided again, to, uh, to change careers. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that that adds to my credibility as a as a career change coach that I have changed myself <laughs> many times, um, and I ended up working for one of Canada's largest gym companies mm-hmm. um, in fitness. I mm-hmm. became a personal trainer, mm-hmm. and uh, and then became a fitness manager. So mm-hmm. I really, in that role as fitness manager, my job was to hire and train and coach personal trainers to help them build their skills, build their business, build their career. Yeah. So I think that was the first role I had where it was really all about coaching people.
0: Yeah, really helping them through their professional development journey to get to the next level in terms of their, um, you know, fully using their capabilities and really reaching to the next level um, level in terms of what they're delivering in terms of value to the employer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And when we talk about coaching, there's
1: all, there's a lot of different um, understandings of, of what coaching is. But for me, the the biggest thing that defines it is that it's about helping someone achieve the goals that they really want to. So yeah. it's really it's really focused on uh, on helping that other person. Yeah,
0: that's great. And so the way um, you're looking at the coaching space is you're really uh, focused on um, serving executives and also entry to a mid-level uh, professionals with their uh, personal development, their career development, and you really focus on the niche of career change and acceleration. Would you mind speaking about what can trigger someone to pursue career change and what is clear career, career acceleration to you what does that really look like and in, uh, in someone's um, experience in the work environment mhm yeah it's
1: it's hard to pin down any one thing it's because it's very individual yes um i i often talk about people being in a career fog yeah they're in a position where they know they're not quite happy or they're not quite satisfied with where they are at the moment but they're not really sure what it is they want yeah um, and they're not sure how to achieve it yeah and so figuring those things out yeah is really critical and it can be different things mm-hmm. it, it can be stress right sometimes the demands on people are just so much that it's taking more of their personal resources than than they can handle and they're they're suffering in other areas mm-hmm. um, sometimes it's I don't know if boredom is the right word, but, but not
0: being challenged enough, perhaps. Exactly, mm-hmm.
1: exactly. Being in a position where you you aren't really challenged, where there aren't a lot of opportunities to learn, and so you're just not feeling like, like I said, like the work itself is not really valuable. It's not achieving something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not,
0: maybe it's not intrinsically motivating you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it's is really all about that intrinsic motivation, and there's different aspects to that. Um, what people figure out in helping to lift that career fog yes. is that there's a number of different options um, and it's not always changing jobs or changing industries. Sometimes it's just figuring out that where you are now you can make it um, more valuable, more challenging, more hmm. rewarding mm-hmm. and and Having those options become clear yeah. and figuring out what the possible uh, courses of actions are and what, what the best actions are for you in particular yeah, um, really makes all the difference.
0: Yeah, because it could be that a person simply needs to make a shift in terms of adding an additional responsibility to make their work more engaging, right? Or it could be that they just need to have that hard conversation with their manager about you know, aspects of the job that they're really passionate about, and then there's yeah. aspects of their job where is there a way to, to move some of that to another colleague who's perhaps more passionate about that so that somebody can focus on their strengths, the things that they're passionate about, right? Yeah, exactly. They can add more value to their employer. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And then when it comes to career acceleration, I feel like it's it's very similar in the sense that career acceleration is figuring out what tools, what skills, uh, what experience you're missing in order to take that next step yep. to make that next move. Yep. Um, you know, sometimes we talk about tools and frameworks yes. and things, and in that context, it really helps to pay attention to to feedback that you're mm-hmm. getting. Um, whether it's informal feedback from a manager or from a colleague or whether it's formal reviews or 360-degree rev- reviews. Yes. Those tools are, are fantastic. Um, we also talk about different kinds of assessments. Yes. Uh, there are some assessments that help you to figure out where your strengths are. Yeah. As we were discussing off.
0: <laughs> off. Uh, do, you, do you have... Uh, um, one particular resource that's a go-to for you that you think at least you've found valuable, you've seen other people find um, value in, would it be StrengthsFinder, Standout, MBTI? Is there one that has had the most significant impact as far as you've seen um, in terms of the output that people are then able to drive from having done that assessment? Yeah. The ones that
1: I've personally used, which is, to be honest, a, a limited range of them, for me, identifying strengths is great, yes. um, but really figuring out where to take it from there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, figuring out what action you can take based on that information, is, uh, I've seen a gap. I know some people, I think we were discussing this earlier, that um, one of them that you've worked with
0: mm-hmm. is... Stand out by Mark, uh, Marcus Buckingham. Um, yeah, there's definitely a wealth um, of resources and it's possible that someone could use one and find highly effective for them if they take the time to reflect on what the assessment says. Yeah. Um, whereas if we just do it and put it in a drawer and not go back to it, that's when we will have wasted the money that we just spent Absolutely. on it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I've worked a
1: bit with uh, the Everything Disc suite of assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, And and the reason that I like those ones is because they are really about um, personality and about highlighting the differences between how people communicate and and what kinds of information is important to them. And it it does incorporate a lot of that personal development work Mm -hmm. to make those changes, to understand people who are different from you, to figure out how to work better with them. and. When talking about relationships, um, which is really what these types of assessments are about, is improving relationships and communication. Yes. Relationships are really—they are the framework of every work environment, every organization. We're all; they're all big social structures, and, and everything we do is sort of um, built upon that—that that scaffolding of relationships.
0: That's right. Now let's shift gears a little bit yeah. and think about a scenario where someone is in a role within a company and they are not fully confident in their capabilities. So they're 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 doing their best in their day-to-day work, but they're not confident enough in their abilities to pursue a higher level of role within the organization or while not fully satisfied in their role they see it as a stable type of employment and while there are opportunities in other companies to do something similar potentially higher pay they would be able to better support their family but they're just they're in this situation where they're doing good work but they are They would be able to do to add more value to their employer would add more value to society they would be able to earn more money if they were to make a shift in in terms of their career whether by figuring out how to advance or move to another company but it's the level of confidence that is where they're struggling do you have any thoughts on how someone can break through that particular challenge
1: yeah yeah i'm Love that you brought confidence up because this is something that I'm talking about a lot right now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to maybe, this is maybe going to sound a bit like a rant, but confidence is such a hot topic. People are always talking about needing self-confidence, wanting to be more confident. Um, but it's often talked about as you either have it or you don't. Hmm. And you you need confidence. Hmm. My background is in, in science hmm. and when we talk about confidence, we are talking about things like statistical confidence, or we talk about it the way that, that meteorologists talk about hmm. confidence in percentages. Hmm. Um, and I like that idea a little bit better because mm-hmm. in that context, when you talk about confidence, you're talking about um, how well you are able to do something or Hmm. how confident you are Hmm. whether you can uh, complete your job or your task or not. Yes. And for me, that makes it a little bit easier to understand. Mm -hmm. Nobody's saying you have to be 100% confident. Hmm. But if you understand like exactly how confident you Hmm. are.
0: 75% might be enough. Just push through. You'll be able to do it and you have sufficient confidence. You don't need to be 100% 100 yeah. confident. Well, and that's it. And that's, that's it. And a lot of people
1: are overconfident. Hmm. And the thing is, if you have a good idea of how confident you are, you can also look at that task or that role a little bit more objectively and say, okay, I'm lacking some confidence. Why am I lacking confidence? Hmm. What, uh, what knowledge do I need? What experience do I need? What skills do I need hmm. to be more confident or more able Yes. to do this
0: job. That's a, that's a great way of looking at it. I appreciate you sharing Thanks. it. It's very insightful. Um, a final question. Are there any resources or ideas that you wanted to share that maybe we didn't have the chance to cover?
1: Yeah. You know, I'm going to plug coaching a little bit. Yep. Um, coaching is a great resource for people who are Uh, Whether they they know they want a career change or whether they are, like I said before, in that career fog, um, talking to someone who can really help you to uh, think through the challenges that you're facing, think through that that uncertainty and and come up with a plan. Um, But even outside of that, I would say to people who are in that kind of position where they're not sure to... Think about the things, the different kinds of things that they want out of their job or out of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, often we dive into these conversations about career and it's about earning and benefits and definitely opportunities for advancement and security. Those are, are really important. But there's other things. There are things like relationships at work, at home. How do, how do those things impact your life those relationships all around in your life how do they impact your time Hmm. and how much time do you do you want to be spending at work can Hmm. you afford to be spending because you have time Hmm. that you want to be spending in other places right yeah um think about really how how enjoyable is that work going to be i mean if you're in a, a job that you literally don't like doing you're going to have a hard time feeling really engaged and really productive and in seeing some sort of future
0: in that. Yeah, and it'll be hard hard for you to advance, right? Because you do need to do things with excellence in order to be able to progress to the next level. Yeah, yeah. So there's,
1: you know, those are just a couple of the things, but they're looking at how your job, how your career fits in Mm. to the rest of your life. Yes. And to... You know All the aspects of yourself Yes, um, is so important, and, and it takes a lot of just reflection and thought and, and honesty with yourself.
0: That's great. Thank you so much, John. This was such an insightful interview. I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Career Planning Show, hosted by Alex Rashkanu and sponsored by Staple Studio. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show, rate it, and share it with a friend.